0: Before we get started with today's episode, just wanted to do a little cross-promotion with uh, our Pure health educators. They just recently have started a podcast as well. Um, It's hosted on Spotify and Anchor. You can check them out. They're talking with uh, cadets, faculty, staff um, about health and wellness. They just did their first episode on alcohol and the cadet experience have three cadet leaders on there talking about that. So please check check that out. It's uh, Alicia Porter, and Travis Lieberman listen to peer health educators as well as more connecting keel hauler shows. Hello, everyone. Ryan Rodriguez back on another episode of Cal Maritime Career Services Connecting Keel Haulers Show. Today, we are joined by Erica Duarte, a GSMA grad from the class of 2019. Erica, thank you for taking some time out of your day to speak with us.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Erica currently works as a regional recruiter for ABF Freight and ArcBest Company, a position she started in September of 2021. Before that, Erica had worked as an operations supervisor with ABF in Stockton, California, a position she transitioned to after being in the management trainee program she started post-graduation from Cal Maritime. So, Erica, we'll kind of start with that. You've been with ABF for about a little over two years now. Uh, Tell us how you got your how you got started there and then what you've been doing now in your new role as a regional recruiter.
1: So um, I'm going to take it back a little to how I got recruited. I think that that is very important. Um, And I was recruited for basketball. Um, That was pretty much how I even heard of Cal Maritime. Um, Prior to the recruiting process, I didn't even know um, Cal Maritime existed. So um, I received a call from a coach and he was like, hey, we would like you to come um, out here and play. Um, I I went out, I went on my visit and that was fun. I fell in love with the campus. I fell in love with kind of the scenery and all of that stuff. So I decided to, to go. So um, during that summer, um, when I, you know, kind of signed, uh, made my, my will sign to, to attend Maritime, uh, there was two seniors there and they were starting their process, application process to um, get into the MT program. And um, I would ask them all these questions like, hey, how, what are you doing after graduation? Uh, people that know me, um, I ask a lot of questions and um, I just like to know. I don't like to assume, so I like to know. So I asked a lot of questions like, what are you doing after graduation? Is it hard after graduation? Like, uh, what is your major? What, what are some obstacles, challenges that I'm gonna come across? And um, they were very open. They were very um, helpful to say the least. So um, they, they, they graduated, moved on. So then when I was graduating, that summer, um, I reached out to them and I'm like, hey, like, how is it going? What's, um, is this something that you think that um, I would like? And they were very, you know, straightforward. Um, you have to kind of, it's like, it's like a game. You have to put in the work and then you pretty much get used to it and then it gets easier. So um, I was like, okay. Um, they came to um, the career fair and i had my first interview with them my junior year which technically is kind of like my freshman year at maritime and um we kept in contact we i did my interview we kept in contact it was you know my senior year came by um and then uh from there was like hey like i spoke to you at the last career fair um it, you know i would like to pursue a, a career with um apf um you know, what what can I do, or what can you do, or how can I how can I get, get in with ABF? And um that year um they came back in October and they took the two basketball players that I had known of and that's Taylor Anaya and Taylor. And um I asked them questions. And then that time it was more of like, okay, this is it. This is where I want to go. This is kind of what I want to do. Um, so then uh I applied the process was lengthy. It was very long. Um, it was about, I think two months before I actually heard from them. So by then I was like, okay, I don't think this is it. I don't think this is going to be my, like my route. So, um, I, I called them and I was like, Hey, how long was your process? And they were like, Hey, mine was lengthy. Just be patient. Um, they should be contacting you. Well, but then the two weeks after that, they, they called me back and they're like, Hey, we would like, you know, to make your offer. Um, when can you start? So pretty much I started the MT program. I started January 7th of 20, uh, 2019. Sorry, so I did graduate December 2018. Sorry about that. Um, so I started January 7th, 2019 in Sacramento. So every day I was driving from Stockton to Sacramento um, to do the, the program where um, the program itself, I think that it's a great opportunity for just a grad that's coming out of college. Um it teaches you so much. And it just adds on to the skills that um, I think Cal Maritime and you know some of our life experiences have also taught us. So um that was fun. I did outbound, I did inbound, I learned city dispatch, I did training with the clerks, I did um, you know, account manager training. Um, I did a lot of kind, um, kind of driver training. I taught them and I taught myself how to use their their PDAs, um, their softwares. And um, I was able to answer a lot of calls. Um, I'm bilingual, so I speak Spanish. So I was able to kind of take up on a lot of that um, work where I was able to contact um, customers and be able to assist them in that way. So um, kind of knowing that, uh, my responsibilities just grew through the entire Time that I was there, so I was there for an additional month. So I was there for seven months. Um, Then I was placed in San Diego where I was doing outbound. Um, After that, I was doing some outbound there, which pretty much consists of shipping um, or getting freight that pick is pickups that come off the street and then loading them, make sure it's loaded, and then you kind of ship them out to another service center. uh, I was there for about five months when a position opened up uh, back home, which is Southern California for me, and um, it was kind of like a no-brainer for me. It was like, okay, I want to go back home. I want to, you know, be near my family. So um, they actually allowed me to do that because that was a lateral move, and um, so they they were like, yeah, let's let's go ahead and do it. So I made uh, I made that uh, change, that transfer to Northern California again. Where I did inbound and did city dispatch, so it was completely different than what I did down there um and then the obviously the responsibilities there also changed so i there I oversaw about thirty employees um so it was drivers and clerks um they can call you with something that happens on the street to something that um as simple as hey, the bathroom broke like how can we fix it or how, what's going to happen? So, um, so then I was there for about a year, year and a half. And then the position opened up for, um, the regional recruiter. So I, I applied, I went through the motions at first. I was like, okay, like, I don't know if this is something that I want, uh, but I want to try it. And I did, I, I did, I went through the process, um, again, I was able to reach out to actual recruiters. I'm like, Hey, what do you like? What don't you like? Um, this is, my name is Erica. Like I am in operations. I don't know anything of what I'm about to get into. Like it's quite different. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I can only tell you that the company has some very amazing people that are not, they're very relatable and you're, they're easy to talk to. So I called them and they were like, yeah, well, you know, here are the, the good things and the bad things that I think. And now um, I started my role in September of this year. And I was, I've been traveling since then. So that's a little bit of how I'd started and ended up at Maritime to my little small path or my, um, my journey within, you know, how Maritime and how I graduated into this role.
0: Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's good to Good, good for students to definitely, definitely hear that. So, and I wanted to touch a little bit more on like how you ended up selecting Cal Maritime um, and, and more specifically the GSMA program. Uh, because I think your, your story is a little bit, a uh, little bit typical for athletes is you get recruited and it's like, you end up learning about schools that you never, never heard of before and, and thought about. So how'd you, I guess, zero in on count Maritime? And then the GSMA major specifically, how'd you go about that process of picking that? Um,
1: the way it was explained to me, it was ocean. Hey, you're going to learn about the ocean. You're going to learn about policy. You're going to learn about um, the different things that happen in within the ocean. Prior to this, um, I I'm not gonna say I wasn't aware that there was a whole like other world, but maritime exposed me to a complete different world, um, especially for where I have come from. I come from Stockton, so um, I grew up in most of the you know Southside inner city. So um, coming out and seeing this or being exposed to this, it was like whoa, like hold on. So you're telling me that there's a whole other world, pretty much an entire industry out there um, that I don't know of. I want dibs. I want to be part of it. I want to be like someone that can change the world. So then um, when it came down to the different um, classes and the different um, work assignments, they were like, okay, so GSMA, you're going to type a lot of papers and you're going to learn about there's, you have a 40 page thesis at the end. Uh, whereas IBL, um, uh, you are going to have to do a lot more math classes. And mm-hmm. I was like, I am not good in math. So what's left? GSMA. So then that's how I ended up picking that, the other, um, that major. And also I had the interest. It was more like, okay, like I want to learn about the ocean. And for a good year, I was like, I am trash-free, like, I'm going to clean up the ocean, and, you know, it's like, I was, like, on it, and there was a professor there who loved the ocean, and I really had conversations with her in regards to the things that I wanted to do uh, with my my major. Um, Unfortunately, like, the route that I chose um, didn't go that way, uh, but I'm still very blessed to be where I'm at.
0: Got gotcha. you. Yeah, no. I mean, sometimes it starts with a little interest, and you you pick something, right. and then and then it takes you on a, on another path, and and you go and and you find how to how to work things out for sure. So, right. and you, and you kind of mentioned uh, your thesis a little bit, but I did I did want to get your perspective as a transfer student. Um, and Cal Maritime doesn't have a lot of transfer students, but especially in IBL and GSMA, um, a, a little bit more and a little bit more unique experience with kind of an accelerated timeline to get your internship knock out your international experience so on and so forth and you took your internship after you had completed all your classes except for your thesis which you came back in the fall to do so how did Cal Maritime prepare you for that for your internship you interned with Marriott uh what did you do with them and and kind of what was your process in finding that internship
1: um i met I, I i forgot the name but I met the um recruiter at the career fair um and um she she had um came once and then um, she had selected a few she had a few openings so it was me and another gentleman who um kind of applied for the position and we got it he did engineering i did um uh, housekeeping so my internship with housekeeping um that was solely what I was doing um That was, uh, I kind of planned it that way. But then again, Maritime doesn't really have a plan. I I think that it doesn't really have a plan because I don't know if things change, had a plan for transfers. So um, I felt more like, okay, well, if I get all of the hard stuff out the way, then I can kind of do an internship and then take it um, and learn from it as I am getting closer to graduation. And I think that that was the best way that, um, or the the best way that it worked for me. Um, so I did the Marriott and there I did housekeeping at first. It was just, um, kind of overshadowing things here and there, but summer, summer was just, it's crazy. People like to travel, um, hotel industry, hospitality at first, when I first started, I was like, Oh, I want to do this. Like, I can't like, this is it. Like I want to do this. And I, um, like, this is it. So they actually, the Mar- uh, Marriott had a um, small little program that they have the interns do. And I kind of tied my um, internship paper to that program. And it was pretty much to do something within that hospitality environment that you think will impact the world. And for me, it was um, making or creating um uh, a way to have a trash can and a recycle uh, recyclable um, can next to it at each um, um, room, so therefore we can, uh, you know, uh, reduce waste and do kind of go green type of motion. And then the trash, right? Um, so that was kind of what I did there, and um, I think that that was pretty exciting. Other than that, after a while, I was actually doing the schedule I was actually towards my end of the internship I was doing the 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 scheduled I was doing my um uh I was doing the interviews so I feel like little things have in my life have happened that have led me to kind of the role that I have now Mm -hmm. where I'm like I was exposed to it um early on and um Marriott gave me that opportunity to kind of like okay like what does she really have, you know, mm-hmm. and I still, I still talk to a lot of, um, a lot of people from there. And I think that was a very growing experience for me. And I think that the biggest thing that I think maritime impacted in this whole internship journey was well, and even in my job now is the discipline. Um, you know, knowing that there's consequences to everything. Um, I feel like that Cal Maritime made it a very uh, did a very good job in, um, not only to mention the uniform. So before I like, again, I didn't choose the college for for the college. It was more for the recruiting, bas- like basketball side of things. Um, so um, after a while, I was like, hey, I kind of like this. I like the discipline. I like the, the, you know, you have to be up at a certain time or you have to stand and watch and you don't understand watch. you're like, well, I'm just watching a building. Right. But then you really understand the the
0: importance of watch gotcha so, gotcha and and you kind of as a as a great interviewee you segued right into the next question it was was going to be for <laughs> for marriott and abf uh just overall and you might, might want to add just a little bit more how did cal maritime the core and the gsma program prepare you to enter these professional um entities
1: um i, I like again when you're part of the corps like you, you really have to step into a leadership role. You have to be responsible and you have to follow through with what you say you're going to uh, do. So um, I was also part of housing. So um, I think it was a LCM, Learning Community Mentor. I think that was my role. And um, that taught me to pretty much consider other people. And I feel like now in this role and even with my internship, I don't think if I have had that exposure um, to really understand, hey, things can really go left and you have to respond and you have to be able to make a correction uh, uh, of something, right? So I feel like there's days where when I was in operations, I would be like, what would I do if I was still at Maritime? Like, I don't want to do this. And sometimes you're just like, okay, you know what? Suck so it up and just just get it done. Just know that it's temporary. It's only here for a short period of time. So I feel like Maritime taught me to, be, to get focused too, to be like, okay, this is not something that's gonna last a long time. Um, but during the time that I'm here, how can I be great at it? How can I be better than good? How can I be good at pretty much understanding that I can be great? You know
0: what I mean? Yep. Yep. No, I love that. that. I love that how you were utilizing experiences that aren't necessarily what you ended up doing in in work, but that could, that could translate for sure. And and seeing how those skills connected. I also love that you were finding stuff at the career fair. That's good. Good promotion for for career (laughs) services. Um, And for anyone listening, Erica was back on campus in October. Now recruiting our cadets at the career fair. So it's kind of come full circle for you uh, all the way around. So now we're going to dive a little bit more into, into what, you, what you've what you been doing at ABF and stuff. So first, as, as an operational supervisor for ABF, um, kind of describe what your role was and what a typical day or even a typical week um, was like in that position.
1: Oh, man. So I do have some notes on, on my left side because I cover so much. Mm-hmm. It's not something that I can sit here and really explain to you. Um, Just because the pace is quick, Um, you have to be responsible and you have to respond quickly. And understanding that you overseeing, um, you know, folks that can be your dad, that can be your grandpa. So that's tough. And not to mention also being a female in a logistics world in the trucking industry. Um, That itself is a challenge. That itself, it, it's, it's hard. So you come across a lot of um, challenges, mm-hmm. I, I would say, that, that make you just suck it up and keep going. So some of the things that I did, um, so in, in San Diego, I was doing outbound. So pretty much operations is a full circle, okay? So you have the inbound shift, which is your inbound, which pretty much get everything ready for the next day. So that's what I did in, Sac- in Stockton then city dispatch comes in place city dispatch makes this happen okay so they're the planners they're the loading they're unloading trailers to get your city routes loaded once those city routes are loaded then you have your drivers your drivers come in you give them their assignment you they they go on and deliver freight okay they make pickups so from the same circle we went from inbound to city dispatch right um You go from here, then outbound comes in. So outbound is pretty much the last piece to the full circle because now all the pickups that city dispatch picked up that day need to be going outbound, right? So they need to be shipped to another service center. Some of them have to go across the country. Some of them just have to go to Sacramento. So the job that I did in San Diego was mainly shipping kind of all the pickups. So there I was doing more of um, the end of the shift type of things, making sure paperwork was right, um, holding my drivers accountable to um, the, you know making sure that it has a commodity, it has weight, it has you know a uh, uh, ship to a ship from, and all of that stuff. So now on inbound, my focus was more into how can I make this happen And my goal every day was to reduce how many trucks I put out there because I was, again, I'm like environmentalist and I was like, how can I stay (laughs) in the, the world? Right. So I'm like, okay, not only you bring into, you know, the, the cost and all that stuff, but my goal was how can I be efficient with less man? Well, not necessarily less manpower, but like less people on the street where we can be more effective by like moving the freight that's here. So that was my goal. And um, the stories that with drivers will come back and be like, oh, I deliver a playground today. And the little kid was so happy. That was like, okay, I'm doing something right. Like I was doing something right. So then um, I did inbound and then it goes into city dispatch, right? There you come into challenges where, hey, my tractor broke down. Okay, well now I have to fix that. I have to figure out how I'm going to fix that. Um, I have so many pro numbers or um delivery still in my tractor i mean in my trailer um how how are we gonna get it delivered okay all right so take a step back analyze the situation like okay well I have another driver that's gonna be within that same area within the next 30 minutes um just hold tight he's gonna pick up the bag box you're gonna sit there till you get your tractor fixed um we're gonna try to you know figure this and figure that so it just becomes like this very a uh, the cycle of like fixing problems mm-hmm. and you're constantly on the go so that's what a typical day for me was it was more like how can I fix the problem before it happens and um, I feel like that taught me how to do that with my own life in terms of like why wait till something happens when I can plan for what ifs right mm-hmm. um, so I feel like That's what one day would, would, would be like Um, now a week by Thursday, I am ready to just, you know, like go, go out and have, I love uh, fries, but I was like, I can go out and have fries any minute by Thursday. Right. (laughs) But at the same time, it was like, it's the people, it's the, the, the impact that you're making, that connection that you make with shippers, like that's your goal. Mm -hmm. to me it was that was my yes I'm doing something right like especially before Christmas or that uh, um, week of Christmas we I want to have as many pros as I can out there I want to and the drivers are on board and we're trying to get it because whether we say it or not it's really important for us to make those kids smile make family members smile and um our thing was our our logo or our big um, kind of reminder is do things right the first time, right? Do it right the first time. Um, that's our logo and we stand by it. We really do. We try to do it right the first time. And if it's not done the first time, then how can we improve it for next time? How can we teach coach for next time? So that's, sorry, that was a little lengthy one, but um, logistics and operations is just so much greater than just the word mm-hmm. and i want to be able to be transparent and in, in a sense that people that may be watching this may want to go through the mt program you know what i mean mm-hmm. they want to pursue a, a career here and it's not easy it's not easy but it's definitely rewarding
0: awesome awesome that sounds that sounds great no don't worry about about the link that that'll give good depth <laughs> when when uh cadets are listening to this for sure uh and and you were kind of just talking about what I was going to go into next is the the skills needed so like adaptability and attention to detail and things like that so what have been the relevant skills in your role um at ABF and what were some that maybe you were able to take from your schooling here at Cal Maritime and what are other ones that you had to learn once you got there
1: I think you're never you you never stop learning um, and if maritime taught me something, and I kind of it went in through one year and it went out the other, um, it got taught to me again at at ABF or at Marriott or in life, right? And I feel like sometimes we don't listen to certain things because we're like, oh, it won't happen to me, or oh, I'm I'm okay. But in reality, it's like it ha- keeps happening for a reason. So I feel like I have sustained some of those skills. um, from maritime and then some of them have just left right but then some way some shape or form they come right back and you're like oh like "Mm, if I should have just done it right or you know just held on to that piece of advice um you know a little longer I I don't think I would be in the same predicament um but at the same time like you're still learning right we're we're still like kind of learning so um to kind of tie into one thing that I do want to highlight is the people that maritime. Um, I think a lot of people from the kitchen to um, the student store, to people that clean the gym, uh, to people that uh, work at the career um, building, um, to people that are professors, to counselors, I think they all played a small role in my success in terms of moving into this direction. and. I can't thank them enough, um, for all the advice and being able to be like, Hey, this is not how professional, like this, this response is not professional or, um, Hey, this paper is good, but maybe you should try this. So being open-minded to suggestions, um, that has helped me to be better at what I, what I do. Right. Because being open with my drivers be like, Hey, um, that didn't work out last time. The other supervisor tried that. Just letting you know. Okay, so what do you think went wrong? So now you're being an open-minded person to try to understand the driver's point of view. If hey, maybe if we try it this way, then you work together and you, you know, teamwork makes a dream work. So I feel like I learned that a lot from from Maritain, was taking advice and taking suggestions and taking, um, being able to work with different. Uh, professors and different counselors and different people. So,
0: awesome, awesome, cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad that the the campus did have a good good impact from from all all over. I think you touched on a great thing that it's not just you know maybe the professors or you know somebody on staff, but it, it can be anybody anybody that's working here. Um, can yeah, and I'm glad
1: that you're and now. I'm glad it. that you're part of it. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that you're a part of it because, like I told you on the phone, I think that what you're doing is so great in so many ways. Um, I wish we had that, but unfortunately we didn't. And the people that were there at that time, they did their, the best that they were able to do within the you know, the uh, things that, that, that we had. Mm-hmm. So I think that what you're doing is amazing. And I tell you that like and it's on, on the phone, like um, <laughs> taking the time out of your day, just say thank you, it's, it's pretty amazing.
0: I appreciate that, I appreciate that. Um, a little bit more than about you with, with operations and stuff. And you were talking about it earlier in, in connecting with seniors that, that were there when you first got to, or were here when you first got to Cal Maritime. What like really got you interested in it? And then what advice would you have for cadets interested in operations themselves?
1: Ask questions. Um, Ask questions in general. Um, I asked the questions that I think were, were important to me. And um, if it weren't for the people that have paved the way for me to end, to come into to this company, I don't think I would be here. Um, I think that I need to also highlight on the people that have been with the company. I be, I believe there's about 11 CMA alumni that are within this company that have completely different roles, have taken completely different journeys. Um, but I can still call them and be like, hey, how can I do this or how can I work this? So it's our pretty much our own connection um, within the company that we're able to ask any questions. And my, um, I think you had mentioned what, what I advise. Is that correct?
0: Uh, yeah, just advice to cadets. But I, I think, I, yeah, I mean, asking questions. Ask how how don't even know where to start, mm-hmm. you know, until, until you start asking, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, and then what, you know, thinking back to college, what do you wish that you had done differently? Or what did you stress about at the time that now you look back at it and you're like, I didn't even need to stress about that at all.
1: Um, I don't think I would have, I don't, I don't regret anything Um, because I don't see life in that aspect. I see everything as a lesson learned um, or something that I should have just never put myself in a situation to be in, you know, in something like that in the first place. So. I don't think I regret anything. I think that the route that I've chose um was a was the best route for me. I learned a lot and I was blessed. Uh now in regards to uh what was the, what was the, the second part to the question?
0: Um just things that you might have stressed about in college when and looking back, now you're like papers. I, I didn't need to. Yeah. Papers.
1: Papers, <laughs> papers. There's it's just like I think that the emphasis on like what you read into what you write. I think it's so, sometimes I think, I don't think it matches. I think that when you write a paper, it's your intake on things, your perspective on things. And I feel like when you put in your input, your true input, not, I'm not saying just go on Google and just pull up anything. I mean, like when you're true with your writing, I think that it takes the stress away. And I think that that's one of the things that I enjoy, even uh, even even now. Like I love reading articles and then be like, huh. So what was my intake on it? So I would like do my little summary and then throw it away. But mm-hmm. I think that I stressed a lot about papers. But I feel because I wasn't as focused as I should have been. Um, but towards this, my senior thesis, I was when I was kind of doing my senior thesis, I was like, wait, this is so easy, like. I just have to take its low focus and put my perspective in. And sometimes, you know, they don't require your perspective. But I think that your perspective and things is very essential to, to writing papers. It gives it its, its own identity.
0: Totally. And you're actually the second person that, is, that has talked about writing specifically here. Um, the other, the other interviewer, interviewee, she was talking about uh, feeling like the pressure of being graded and stuff. And after she kind of got over that and was just like, it's, it's not even so much about the grade. It's about, like you said, putting my perspective in there, my view on it, taking the critique and then using that going forward. That's mm-hmm. really the learning experience more than what my actual grade was in the process. Cool. So now and you I mean, you've done um, multiple applications and stuff with ABF you're now on the recruiting side. So I think you have a pretty unique perspective on this. What advice would you give to cadets preparing to go through the application interview process and then starting out on a new job?
1: Be yourself. Um, uh, just just be yourself. Um, I feel like, graduate, like graduating from college, it's like starting fresh. Um, it's a fresh start. Um, and you know sometimes we go through a lot of identities growing up. um it can be high school, it can be college, it can be you know just in life in general. I feel like graduating- co- uh college is and coming into a career be you um because the work is gonna be coming out of you the the application process, I don't wanna touch too much on that. Um, just because, you know, we're, we have something else in the works for, um, for you on, on that end. But um, I think that just be yourself. When I look at applications, um, make sure you just add the information that's being asked. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to email, call, ask questions. Why is this, you know, being asked? Um, I feel like uh, understanding what you're going into. I feel like that's big because in the interview, I may ask you something or uh, you may have a question. And if I'm asking you, do you have any questions? I kind of do expect some questions sometimes because then it makes me feel like you're engaged and it makes me feel like, okay, like they understand the job. Mm -hmm. They know what they're coming into. So it gives me that confidence to be like, okay, like, let me take a chance. Like, let's do it. You know, Um, so do your research do your research, understand what you're getting into. Um, you get into, you coming into a world where it becomes about investing, right? You want it, we want to invest in you and you. Uh, we want you to invest in us. Do the research.
0: Awesome, well said, well said, yeah. Uh, that, please, cadets, ask questions in interviews. Yes. That, like, like Erica said, it shows that you are engaged for sure. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're actually interested in the position. So right. with that I don't have any more any more questions want to give it to you just uh, any last closing thoughts advice um to the Cal Maritime community
1: um you know I I was thinking about something you know powerful to say but um there's really nothing to say that I feel like it's going to be impactful right because then again I'm just a human being on this earth so I'm just a regular person. However, um, I do live life based on 90% of how I respond to things. So I don't allow myself or things to take me out of my character, uh, nor change the way I see things. So one thing I want to say or an advice, if, if you know, um, they're asking me, it's listening. Listen, you have to be a listener. Like if you're already constantly responding, then you're not understanding what I'm asking you or you're not understanding what I'm saying. Communication, whether it's a small thing or it's a big thing, that includes communication in a relationship, communication in the workplace, communication with your professors, communication with your friends. A lot of people nowadays based on assumptions and it's just communicate ask questions, be honest, be straight up. Um, uh, My last one is, I don't know exactly how it goes, but the way I say it to myself is, Erica, remember that it does not happen to you, it happens for you. And I kind of follow that with, it's not what happens to me, it's how I respond to it. So those just words kind of shift my perspective whenever I'm feeling down or whenever I just need that redirection, right? It's mainly how I respond to it. I have the power to respond to things, whether I want to be proactive or I want to just let life happen to me and understanding that it's for me. It's my life. It happens for me. I feel like that that's huge. So I hope it help somebody.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that is, I think that is great advice, especially that last one. There's a lot of things outside of our control but we do have some control in how we respond. That, that is the one thing that we, we do control. So with that, Erica, thank you very much for hopping on. Uh, anybody listening, I will link uh, Erica's email and her phone on the career services webpage. If you do want to reach out to her, um, she's said she's more than willing to ask, answer any questions. Just make sure in the subject, you put your name, where you're from? If you applied for a position, what position you applied for? So she has some yes. point of reference because, as a recruiter, she gets tons of emails and calls already. So, yes. um, you know, make it count. That kind of goes and into to listen. Bones, and, so, yeah, exactly. So the the life of a the life of a professional, right there. So, Erica, thank you so much <laughs> for taking some time uh, out of your day before Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, thank you again. We're, I mean, as alumni, as a CMA graduate, I am thankful that you are with us. I'm thankful that you're doing this and I cannot wait to see all of the things that Ryan has in store. So I'm excited and happy Thanksgiving.
0: Appreciate that. (laughs) Have a great weekend, Erica.
1: Thank you, you too. Bye-bye.